Welcome to the Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. Join hosts Hannah Morth and Elizabeth Modine as they dive deep into topics surrounding spiritual metaphysics, universal laws, and everyday mindful entrepreneurial pursuits. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go Into the Rabbit Burrow. This episode is a replay from our Coffee Chats live series that we do every week on our Facebook page. Each week, we bring on another guest to talk to us about various topics ranging from UFOs to spiritual beliefs to embodying the divine feminine to channeling starseed groups to so much more. Our hope is that this series brings you spiritual knowledge and acts as a resource to help you grow on a soul level. With that, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee Chats. My name is Elizabeth Modine. And I'm Hannah Morth. And today we are joined by our new friend, Zachary Adama, and we are going to be talking about grounded spirituality within transformative times. Hi, Zachary. How are you doing? Hi, how are you all? We are so We're excited to have you on, Zachary. So why don't you go ahead and share with our audience a little bit more about you and what you do? Sure. Um, well, my, my background is very conventional. Um, I wanted to be a wizard when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. Uh, There wasn't a Hogwarts around at the time, Uh, so I I had to become a lawyer instead. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went to to undergrad, majored in philosophy and international affairs, and then I went on to law school. And um, going through that path, I was actually pretty, pretty cynical and kind of depressed, honestly, because, um, you know, you grow up believing in magic. And then often for many of us along the way, we said, well, I have to live in this, this non-magical world. Mm-hmm. And uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do to survive, to make a living and all that. And mm-hmm. so I would say I was agnostic, atheistic, uh, go- going into law school. Uh, I was a major in philosophy and I wrote my, my senior dissertation on the uh, metaphysics and epistemology and ethics of rational materialism, uh, which is just atheism, uh, reductionist materialism. Yeah. And um, so that, that, that sort of led me down that path of, well, you know, if there's no magic, if, uh, if we're just uh, in a dead universe here trying to survive, I, I might as well go to law school and and uh and survive in grand fashion and get all the toys Mm. and and status and all that and power uh well six months after graduating law school i had a really massive kundalini awakening experience uh my heart after 25 26 years of really being completely closed uh i thought love was something that people um you know made up as an excuse to excuse their weakness that's the kind Mm. of mindset i had yeah and um, I had an abrupt Kundalini awakening experience, heart flew open, wide open, all at once. And I experienced this beautiful, blissful, non-dual state of awareness. And um, I was sitting at my desk at my first job as associate general counsel for a community bank. And I looked at my secretary at the time, I said, you two are me, and believed it. And, and that's when it all sort of happened. I was reading a uh, mainstream article on quantum physics that talked about the universe being a great thought rather than a great clock, that consciousness is integral to matter and not emergent, that sort of thing. And it was speaking, it was speaking in scientific terms, which is a language I found to be credible. 
And that was enough to give me intellectual permission to believe it and look at my secretary at the time and believe you two are me and believe it. And that was all enough for my heart to open and uh, to begin again my spiritual journey because I was always a seeker growing up. I just didn't have very many outlets or avenues for seeking that were, were authentic and productive. You know, I grew up in, in Eastern Kentucky, uh, which is a coal mining country and evangelical Christian country. And, um, you know, I, I say I grew up as far away from authentic spirituality as you can get. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but anyway, so that began, again, my, my spiritual journey of seeking. And uh, that's been about 10 years ago now. Wow. Um, in, in the, over the last 10 years, I, I've been a, a devout student of the perennial wisdom tradition. Um, I found Kriya Yoga along the way, which is a type of Kundalini meditation. Um, and it's, um, it's been my primary path of spiritual practice. But it's been my root, pra my root practice, my daily practice. But at the same time, I, I continue to be a seeker and, and, and trying to refine my understanding of truth evermore. Uh, around the beginning of last year, I, I felt really called to offer myself in spiritual service in some way. And this was before the pandemic, uh, but I, I felt something coming and I felt like it was time to step up. And uh, I had resisted it for a long time, but I decided to start making YouTube videos mm. um, because that was, you know, it was, you know, I was, other options I was looking at was going to seminary. Uh, becoming an Episcopal priest. So, wow. and that was going to be a uh, three or four year commitment. And even when I was thinking about going on that path, I was like, well, maybe I'll go to Yale Divinity. And, and so the ego was, was creeping in again. Uh, and, and I noticed my own ego structure and that desire for external validation mm -hmm. that had been driving me my whole life, that trying to, to succeed at the 3D game, uh, even in a spiritual way. Yeah. And I decided I really didn't have time for that. And I, I, and also, I didn't really want to study what I would be studying. <laughs> uh, you know, the things that I really enjoy studying, even though I, I, I've made peace with the Christian tradition and really enjoy an Episcopal service, that high mass sort of thing with being socially liberal too, so that there is a, an open heart and open mind there. At the same time, you know, the Bible is not my favorite spiritual text. You know, the Bhagavad Gita is, um, and the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali are. Um, that's really the path that makes my heart sing, so to speak. Uh, so I decided just to start making YouTube videos. I started doing that last year, and, um, you know, it's hard to get any traction on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but slowly <laughs> but surely, um, I, I've been gathering a, a community of really lovely, beautiful people mm -hmm. um, and making connections with them. Uh, I've been doing uh, spiritual counseling and healing as well. And, and because I make my living from being an attorney, I'm able to do that on a gift basis, you know, on a basis of gift and gratitude. Um, and uh, I've been working with five to 10 people a week uh, for, since, I guess, August of last year. Amazing. And, um, and that's really what I wanted to do in the first place. Uh, what I really felt really called to do was the spiritual counseling and to 
to offer this healing ability that had come online for me three years ago. Um, but no one was really interested in it. Nobody in my, my own life was really interested in the healing or really spiritual counseling either. Um, and so I had to go on YouTube and meet strangers who are soul family mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to really be able to offer those gifts in the way that I felt called to offer. Mm. So that's my story and a little bit about where I've been and where I'm at. Wow, amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that with us, Zachary. That is absolutely beautiful. And your journey is one that is filled with so much depth which is absolutely just really cool. I'm like trying to think of your energy is so nice. Yeah, it's mellow. <laughs> <laughs> like, <sighs> you feel very good. And I love it when we have people that'll come onto this show that have had a journey that is contradictory to the path that they're on now. Yeah. Because it creates so much depth and that helps them when people are coming online and they need that person with the more logical style brain. Yeah. Maybe that's not even the right way to say it, but just the analytical style brain mm -hmm. that really likes to see the facts and the figures. Yeah. And so you being able to bring that in is something that I absolutely love. And we talk about that quite a bit on this channel because it allows there to be a really peaceful merging as people come online and recognize that they're allowed to seek and they're allowed to look into ulterior motives and see really what the life process is asking them to discover and ask them to look into because for so long, Hannah and I have known each other since we were in about third grade. Yeah. <laughs> we like bounced in and out for a while, but we met when we were really little and we were both raised Catholic. Uh -huh. So it was very similar where it was like you had essentially this set circumstance of beliefs and you couldn't really stray from that. Right. Very and so, yes, totally. Mm -hmm. And so Hannah and I went through this process of like discovering what else was out there and we did it in completely different ways. But then we were able, and you say soul family. That's totally, we talk about that all the time too, because that's what this was. We like came back at the age of like 23, I think is when we both came back on, really reconnected in that way to like discovering the spiritual path. And then here we are, but I love the stories of how people get to this discovery process of like, what else there really is out there because we come from very similar backgrounds with that that structure of there's a certain way to do things and if you don't that's wrong yeah and being able to obliterate that and really just be like no i'm going to be able to seek and go wherever the heck i want to go has been the most rewarding experience ever and yeah. so i love that that you come from that too because it feels so kindred and it's nice to know that there's people like you out there frankly that do have that background of the merging. Because how many people in our lives do we have like that, that are so analytic, analytically minded that we don't necessarily feel like we can talk to about this stuff? Yeah. And then there's this transformation that takes place where like there's this realization that we can seek and we can have fun. Yeah. And then these beautiful individuals like bloom out of it. And you are literally like sitting there like a little ray of sun, Zachary. Like you literally are glowing. <laughs> 
Is he not? You totally are. So this is just really cool. And Good so line. thank you <laughs> for being on here with us because this right. is nice. Yeah. And I want to know, so you said you're an attorney during your like commercial work. litigator. Okay. So how do you, can I ask if you let people know about this side of you or is it kind of something that is more. I have any interest. Um, I'm not really hiding anything. Yeah. Um, it's just that most people can't see me. Yes. And uh, people can only perceive you at the level of consciousness they're at. And, uh, and I don't do violence to them and their worldview and free will by imposing myself upon them and imposing my perspective upon them that might be unwelcomed about spiritual things. Um, I can meet people where they're at. I can speak their language. You know, I can speak the, the Christian vernacular or I can speak the scientific vernacular. I can, I can speak whatever language, if they're interested in having a spiritual conversation, I can speak that language and meet them where they're at because all these words are, are just abstractions anyway uh, that are trying to describe this same truth. Uh, that being said, most people in my life just don't have a lot of interest in this sort of thing. And, uh, and I don't really do violence to them by, by, by sharing it with them if they don't, aren't interested. Uh, but that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting more and more with soul family with people who are. And that, those are the people I enjoy being with and talking to. Um, you know, I just don't talk to those people who aren't interested as much because I honestly don't really have many other interests other than the spiritual path and spiritual evolution. Um, and that's just been a natural thing. You know, when I'm, I'm doing my 3D job, I talk about 3D things and I try to embody integrity and compassion and, and all that stuff in a good balanced way. And, you know, that's, that's all they need to see of me. Mm. That's fine. Mm. Um, I, for our, the Kentucky Bar Association, I, I was the chair of the Young Lawyers Division there last year. Wow. And uh, I had a mindfulness initiative. And I was able to teach mindfulness and meditation to Kentucky lawyers using you know, a language that they could understand and that they didn't find to be too much. Um, and I continue to do that. And I'm going to be teaching mindfulness and meditation to law students as well. And, and that's all meeting people where they're at, using the language uh, that they can understand and that doesn't, you know, frighten them. Um, you know, I'm not probably going to be talking about ascension with, with the Bar Association. I might, if it comes up in a one-on-one -on -one conversation with a law student, talk about it because more of them are, are tuned into that sort of thing. Um, but, um, yeah, I think most people in the collective now do sense that we are at an inflection point, that we're at this point of increasing change, that we're at, uh, and, and it's happening at an increasing pace. And the old systems are not adequate to address with that change. So I, I think more people recognize that, especially since the pandemic, which, you know, is, is a, a wonderful teacher. Um, but we, we have an opportunity now as a collective and as individuals to try to put the broken mirror back together or to fashion something else. And, and it's gonna happen. Some people will try to go back to quote normal. They'll try to go back 
to doing 3D just in a better way. Other people are saying, I enjoyed this break from the, my old perspective and my old life. And I want to create something more beautiful. And while I was locked up with my family or by myself, I've had the opportunity to remember who I am, to remember who I was when I was a kid and I believed in magic and I wanted to be a wizard. And I want to do more of that and be more and be with people more and more who also believe in magic and increasingly can experience magic. And, uh, you know, as you get more and more energetically sensitive, you start to live in an enchanted universe and you can, you can feel that the universe is alive and communicating with you. And as you get a little further down the path, you start to be able to interact with it and command the light and do things that from a prior perspective would seem magical or miraculous. Sorry, I, this is literally like, is he not just the most? This is really wonderful. That really is. I have a question. Okay. Yeah. Um, so let's say for our, for our viewers, I feel like I'm learning right along. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. So like, where did you start? Like, what was like the first thing that you did in terms of like seeking further within yourself? Because you've got such a beautiful brain. And I'm just curious, like, what was your first step with seeking? Um, the first thing I found soon after my Kundalini awakening was the law of one material. Okay. And it's, um, it's a really beautiful channeled work from the 1980s. Uh, it was done in trance channeling. Uh, which I don't know how much you know about channeling, but there's mm -hmm. trance and the, there's conscious channeling and conscious channeling has more of the analytical mind in there filtering through these vibrations. Whereas trance channeling, there's a complete replacement of the mind with that of what's being channeled. Um, and so this was a really beautiful channeled work that is very complex. And, and I kind of needed that analytical complexity because I'm the sort of person that I really need the whole framework. Mm -hmm. I need the whole framework. I, I'm very logical. And if, if I can't get there, if I can't get to miracles logically and knowing that they're possible, they're not real for me. Mm -hmm. So getting that good analytical framework from the law of one that talks about everything is intelligent energy that we live that the creator is a singularity of consciousness projecting itself into multi the perception of multiplicity through these veils of, of limited perspective. Um, and that through faith and will, we become one with the creator and can command the light. Uh, that, that was very transformative for me, as well as their central notion that spiritual progress is attained through the polarization of consciousness that in third density, which is what we're in, we're in the density of choice. And we have to choose between being of service to others or being of service to self. It is the choice between opening the heart or closing the heart and trying to progress through a massive solar plexus and sacral chakra through control and, and, uh, and that sort of thing. So that was really pivotal. And that was the first thing I found was the law of one. And, and that 
that central idea that in order to polar lot to in order to progress spiritually to evolve spiritually we have to polarize our consciousness in one direction or the other and i found that as you start to harmonize your mind your body and your soul and align it towards this idea of being of service to others in every thought in every action in every deed that you build spiritual energy. You build spiritual charge. You become more and more able to be of service as you serve. And um, so that was the first thing I found. And that was the, the, my, has been my, my North Star. In addition to that, it's been Kriya Yoga. Kriya, Kriya Yoga is a type of, of Kundalini meditation where in, through concentration and mantra, we learn how to consciously channel kundalini energy up through the shashumna nadi or the spinal column and increase that flow of energy so that you become a dazzling white column of light as you are able to further harmonize your, your energy centers and clear them and balance them. Um, and it, it's a path of the householder yogi that means people who are not renunciant monks, but people who live ordinary lives. You live your ordinary life, and to live in third density skillfully is the sign of a spiritual master. Because third density is as spiritual as anything else. It's just one dimension of reality. And so living in third density masterfully with integrity and being of service to others is just part of my spiritual path. And when I sit down and do my, my Kriya Yoga, I can ascend to higher states of consciousness. I can go to deep Samadhi. I can, I can do all those things, but that's just another, I'm just shifting to another dimension. Mm. And it's all equally valid. And the path of spiritual mastery is learning how to walk through all of those modalities of consciousness skillfully and masterfully. Hope that answered your question. It totally does. Yeah. And we'll make sure to link through. Do you have any YouTube channels that you go through or do you have any Kriya Yoga resources? Sorry. I'm starting to do more and share more of that on my channel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I, I just recently show, uh, shared the preliminary techniques for, for Kriya Yoga. Uh, it's actually quite simple. Uh, it just takes daily application. We'll make sure that we link that through for you guys so that you can check out Zachary's uh, Kriya Yoga exercises because that sounds like it's something that I will be looking into myself. I've been looking for my next move when it comes to how I can incorporate my body into my spiritual practices. Yeah. And that sounds like something that maybe I should try out. So I'll be looking into that myself. But Zachary, why don't we take this opportunity for you to really share with our audience how they can get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they can go to my website, ZachariAdama.com. I'm on YouTube. I have a podcast called Yoga of Ascension, which is the audio for my YouTube videos. Um, I'm also on Instagram and, and on Facebook, so I'm easy to find. Super. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that all of those links are in the show notes below, but we just wanted to take a second and say thank you so much, Zachary, for joining us today. And for everybody who's tuning in live or watching the replay, we want to say thank you to all of you. Yeah. All right. Do you have the button, Beth? 
<laughs> I can't remember. All right, everybody, have a wonderful rest of your day. Then don't vibe in here, friends. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Into the Rabbit Burrow podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. We truly appreciate your support. And if you're looking to connect with Hannah and Elizabeth, head on over to www.dearenlightenedone.com. Thanks again for journeying into the rabbit burrow with us. And until next time.